Lord, what can I do? I can only sigh and say, My, my God, I love Dear friends, Jai Guru, and welcome to another episode of the Chela de Chela podcast, featuring interviews and conversations with disciples of our sweet Gurudev, Paramahansa Yogananda Ji. The Chela de Chela podcast is brought to you by Soul Calls Infinity, a nonprofit devotee run organization dedicated to inspiring an ever deeper, sweeter, devotional communion with the divine and to that end each podcast also features one of the soul calls music meditations i'm your host brenda roberts and in season two along with uniquely inspiring stories of how i found master we will be hearing a number of different approaches to applying the teachings in daily life and we'll see how Guruji guides each according to their temperament, lessons to be learned, and services to be shared. And speaking of services to be shared, devotees in all walks of life are doing a lot of good in the world. And as we get to know a little bit more about some of them through the Chela de Chela podcast, it gives us an opportunity to support them with our prayers, our goodwill, and perhaps even with our resources and business connections. Joining together to help make the world a better place by our prayers for all of creation, by support for our fellow disciples, and through our individual Kriya Yoga practice. At the end of the podcast, I'll tell you how you can get to the free private access pages to connect further with our guests. Before we enter this next episode, let us listen to this quote of Guruji. Master said in the autobiography, Hundreds of thousands, not dozens merely, of Kriya Yogis are needed to bring into manifestation the world of peace and plenty that awaits men when they have made the proper effort to reestablish their status as sons of the Divine Father. So, dear ones, let us walk a little closer together now, ever affirming it's a wonderful life with Guruji in it. Then my every breath and heartbeat will say,
today we have with us Barbara Hopkins and Barb is from Valley Center, California. Hi, Barb. Hi, Brenda. How are you today? I'm so happy to be talking with you and, and thank you for coming on to Chela to Chela podcast and sharing your life story. We want all the details, Barb. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but the devotee listeners are, are always interested, and maybe we'll just jump right into that as to how you found Gurji. Well, okay. I had, as a young child, um, I did not come from a warm and loving home. It was pretty chaotic, and I kind of just made my way the best I could, and I ended up working for a water department in the wastewater field over in Encinitas by the temple. And I lived, oh, about a mile away from the temple. Mm -hmm. And I, every evening after work, I would walk down Santa Fe Avenue toward the ashram, and I'd get to the bottom of the big white wall, and I would think, I wonder what's back there. But I would never go straight. I'd always make a left-hand turn, walk along the seawall, and then back to my house. Well, one day in June, um, probably, probably the end of June, early July, I decided not to turn left, but to go straight. It was um, probably 7.30 at night, so it was still daylight out, but getting close to sunset. So as I walk along, I see these big, huge, beautiful blue iron gates. And they're closed, and there's a sign on them that says open to the public, but that it had closed at 5 p.m. And I thought, oh, I'll have to come back and go in there. It looks beautiful in there. So I continued walking past the gate, and I got approximately 15 or 20 feet beyond, and my feet would not move. They were in blue. And it was kind of scary. I did not know what was going on. Later I learned. <laughs> but I could go back, but I could not go forward. Wow. And so I ended up being drawn back to the gate, walking backwards, actually. Oh, my gosh. And when I got to the gate, without even consciously knowing it, my hand is reaching up to open the gate. And now, mind you, I don't know what's on the other side. I've never heard of Self-Realization Fellowship. I was pretty scared. And I opened the gate, and I, I just kept thinking I was going to be arrested. Uh -huh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I, I know they're going to I know I'm going to get in trouble. And I was, like, fearful. But once I stepped through the gate, it was like I knew exactly where to go. And I turned right and walked up the steps. And then I saw somebody meditating by the koi ponds. And I thought, I'm in for it now. I know they're going to call the cops. But they ignored me and that made me relax a little bit that there were several people actually throughout the garden meditating and just didn't pay me any attention and then it was like i knew where to go which was up to where the old temple had been and the pool and then i made the right turn and i went over to um where the benches were on the cliff edge and there were other people there and once again nobody paid any attention to me which I was, I mean, I was sweating. I was so nervous being in there because I didn't know what it was. And um, 
the sun was sinking into the water by now and the sun sank and sank and then the beautiful green flash came and then as soon as the sun was totally in everybody around me stood up and started to file out nobody spoke so i heard master giggling didn't know what that was either i could hear him kind of chuckling and i as i walked out with everybody else i grabbed some literature and that is what put me on the path and the interesting things were to me was that once i was through the gates i knew the garden so i feel like i was a devotee in a past life wow. and that master knew me and was just kind of waiting for me to walk by to grab to grab me and bring me in <laughs> So that is Thank the God he did, right? Yeah, oh, I'm so glad he did. Yes, absolutely. So then I started attending and I got the lessons. How long ago was that, Barb? That was in 1996. And you've been in the same area, but now you go to the Escondido Temple, isn't it? I do. I go to Escondido, yes. And I was only, it was, it was interesting because I only worked for that company for about a year and a half and um it was then i moved back to temecula actually and um started going to escondido at that point but it was like master put me there just so he could speak to me and you know bring me back into the fold yes and uh over the years um you know sometimes you do your practice a little more intensely than other times Oh, but really? I, is that true <laughs> <laughs> and i would feel so guilty you know because of my upbringing was pretty rough i was afraid to take my kriya lessons i didn't take kriya for 10 years because i felt i wasn't perfect enough to take my kriya oh my god i talked to somebody about it and they said oh my gosh take your kriya you're ready so they said we don't we don't judge on perfection it's it's the love in your heart so that was such a relief oh my gosh i just i'm, I'm gonna cry thinking about that oh i was so happy to get my kriya wow and, um, feel all that love around me i'm sorry don't be sorry i'm uh, sure you've got others that are crying with you right now so if, if one thing I'd like to say to people is if you feel like you're not worthy to take your Kriya, but you've done your lessons and you've done your best, even if you're not perfect, you're ready to take your Kriya. Just, you know, talk to the nuns. They'll help you and they'll help you get to your Kriya. But during my day, I try to always think about master. And when I'm out with clients showing property, there are times when I just get a real big like no when we go into a house and they'll say, I think I like this house. I'll say, I don't know, the vibration's kind of odd. Why don't you think about this one? Because then they'll think about, they'll say, you know, you're right. That There's something about that house that's not for me. So I, I try to tune into my clients and to master when I work. Yes, intuition is a very big part of the path when you, as it grows and you are, um, doing your sadhana, that intuition becomes reliable because we um, learn to trust it, don't we? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And I've also learned through the years 
to try and be sure when I make a decision or speak to somebody that it's coming from my heart and not like, because we have different energy around us that, you know, we were born with and all that. But I try to make sure that when I deal with people and talk to people, I'm, I'm from my heart so that I can give as much love and intelligence as I can that's master directed. That's wow. kind of how I judge my, I try, I try, it's, it's tough to, to be that way, but I try my best. Yes. Now, um, for our listening devotees, um, you are a realtor broker, correct? Yes, I'm a broker. Uh huh. And um, you've been doing this for quite a while. Since 1998. 98. And so you're out in the world and you're dealing with a lot of different people. Your clients are not all devotees, I'm assuming. Oh, gosh, no. They're from all walks of life. And so you bring try to bring master's love to them in from your heart, but not, not proselytizing. Right. So Correct. How I would, I would never say to somebody, Oh, you should come to my church. No, uh -huh. I just try to really get a good feel for what they're after. And like some people think, Oh, I could never afford a house, but it's always good to talk to a realtor because there are down payment assistance programs. And there's nothing makes me happier than to help somebody get into a house that really thought they didn't have a chance at it. So. Yes. Well, that's, that's another aspect of your heart centeredness, Barb. And, and I know Barb uh, because <laughs> I go to the Escondido center soon to be temple also and uh, have for many years. And uh, that heart, that heart is, um, right out there all the time so it's it's lovely it's lovely to see and i'm glad you're sharing it with us um barbara I'd, I'd like to ask you something else um and if it's too private just say so and and we'll all understand but uh, devotees all over deal with challenges and um and master comes in so many different ways and instances can you share with us um how guruji has come or or comes to you in times of challenge i'm sure you have challenges yes oh yes everybody has challenges yeah um sometimes i hear guruji talking to me in my in my head of course uh-huh and sometimes i'll be sometimes it's 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 funny sometimes i'll be going to grab something off a shelf let's say for i'm in a cafeteria and i'm going to grab something for lunch and i'll hear oh no take that one so like instead of a a salad he'll say take cooked veggies take that one so sometimes it's as simple as helping me pick what I'm going to eat for lunch. And sometimes if I'm making a big decision and I think I know what it is, um, I'll get, sometimes it's instantaneous, just like, no, like, uh Oh, better rethink that one a little bit. Or sometimes it's more of a, this one is better. You know, it's not like a long dialogue usually, but it's a definite voice in my head. Also, it can be, 
a warmth in my heart. Uh -huh. so, and it just depends on what's going on. Sometimes it's, it's quite surprising. And sometimes I can say, well, well, master, what do you think? And then I just wait. And I was, I, I also deal with a lot of different minerals and things. And I was picking out a mineral specimen at a big gem show for a devotee. And I had found one. I could feel Master kind of riding around his energy, right, riding around with me. I, I'm going to say, like, by my neck. Huh. <laughs> and I was looking at this one beautiful rock, and it was gorgeous. It was a polychrome jasper. And I said, well, that one's very nice, but let's look a little bit more. And he goes, okay. So we walked around. I walked around for about five more minutes. And he says, no, go get that one. I mean, just like he was talking to me, I've heard Master. doesn't happen all the time, and that was the end of it for that day. I just said, okay, and I picked up that rock, and um, that was that. I didn't, I didn't have, like, any other thing. So I just never know when he's really going to speak or make me, give me that warm feeling like this is the right thing to do. Because you can, sometimes I get a very cold feeling just, around me if it's the wrong thing to do and then sometimes when it's the right thing to do i'll get a nice warm feeling in my like in my heart uh -huh. so those are ways that srf has helped me out and kind of guides me through my life even though you know i always make mistakes on things everybody does and it'll be like when i make a big boo-boo in a, my personal life i'll go oh did I talk to Master about that? I don't think I did. I was <laughs> I just thought I could run this show by myself. And that <laughs> and then and then I'd be like, oops, well, and then I'll hear Master kind of giggling. Yeah, maybe you should have like talked to me a little bit first, you know, that kind of thing. Life is wonderful with Guruji, isn't it? It is. <laughs> and ever since I've been with Guruji, I feel like everything that's happened in my life has kind of either been a lesson to teach me something, because I do, I do, especially in the beginning, I needed a lot of lessons. And now I think I've learned to listen to Master more, to follow the teachings more, and um, to live from my heart more, instead of trying to run the show, you know, like run my life anyway wow well that's a life lesson for all of us barb and and i think it's a good note for us to uh conclude the program thank you and jai guru keep up the good work and um you're bringing master's vibration wherever you go thanks jai guru when duty calls my lord and a role i must play my heart yet whispers night and day. Well, dear friends, it's wonderful to hear these stories, isn't it? So, dear ones, please do share the podcast link with at least one other devotee and join us for the next episode where we will be meeting another uniquely devoted disciple of our beloved master, Paramahansa Yoganandaji. And if you would like entry to the private access pages where guest contact and other information is posted, 
just email to subscribe to the mailing list. The email address is subscribe at soulcallsinfinity.org. In closing, let us again listen to this quote of Master. Hundreds of thousands, not dozens merely, of Kriya Yogis are needed to bring into manifestation the world of peace and plenty that awaits men when they have made the proper effort to re-establish their status as sons of the Divine Father. Until next time, let us join together in affirming it's a wonderful life with Guruji in it. Jai Guru Jai! My